You're listening to Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny. Nick is the CEO of the Greeley Philharmonic Orchestra and the 2019 Greeley Chamber Ambassador of the Year. Nick's Snacks also touches on local and global issues through Nick's perspective, offering unique insights into the world's happenings. Prepare to learn something new in this thought-provoking and entertaining show. Hello, listeners, you're listening to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, Northern Colorado's voice. I am here with Micah Kilpatrick behind the glass and uh, no guests this week. I got to make up for last week um, as I was out of town in the great Midwest, the land of Fort Wayne, Indiana. What's so great about the Midwest? Uh, You know, this time of the year, the fall colors were amazing. It was one of the best falls I've experienced in a long time. Yeah, but there's no Broncos. No, there's Chicago Bears. Yeah, there's no Broncos. You know, I'm going to say some things, Micah, that might upset you. Um, you, you might cut my I'm mic. We might have a very short show today. But I was chatting with a um, uh, one of the bartenders over at 477 Distilling when I got back to town uh, to catch up. Um, and, you know, we were, he's a Bears fan. And he was wearing his Bears jersey. And, and I'm from... Indiana, so I grew up a Bears fan. It was before the Colts had moved to Indianapolis from Baltimore. And I kind of leaned over to him, because I, I checked in on you on Friday morning after that, um, I don't know what word I want to use, a dumpster fire of a game that was in Denver last week for Thursday Night Football. The, my favorite tweet that came from that night was from RG3, who used to be the quarterback for um, for Washington, who said, we, we all should get... A month's free Amazon Prime for having watched that game between the Colts and the Broncos. It was just bad football. Yeah, he's he's not the only person who I've heard a lot of people say that. That uh, I don't know the exact number. What 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 did Amazon buy Thursday Night Football? Not that they own Thursday Night Football, but that's where you watch. Yeah, they is uh, it rented is Thursday it Night Football seventy eight million a game or seventy eight million for the season? I think for the season. I mean, or maybe I hope a few so. seasons. I don't know. That's, like seventy-eight million a game, just that would be ridiculous. That's unprecedented. But of the three games or four games, that would be the NFL ripping them off because you know they're because go- you know there are going to be some turds. Even even like the best games, like the you could have every game could be really, really, really good. Seventy-eight million or. Just isn't enough, I, no. and I don't know what the number is. Well, I, I should look it up. Something about seventy to seventy-eight million. But uh, I was talking to John Matthews, and we said, you know, basically, uh, it's 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 almost comical to see the reactions of Broncos fans online and just the complete breakdown on social media against uh, against their head coach and Russell Wilson. All right, so we were both wrong. Higher or lower? Um, $1 billion a year for an 11-year exclusive on Thursday night games. Holy cow. So, $1 billion, how many games are there per... See, I think it was $78 million. One, zero, 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 divided by, what, 17? 17 weeks? So, maybe you were right. I, I thought it was... I thought you were saying a year. Oh, my God. So, one... Why? Wow. That's just throwing your money away. It won't even let me put in one billion on my calculator. Maybe if I turn it sideways. Oh, yep, now it did. 
divided by 17, that's $58 million per game. So yeah, they spent they're, 50, they're almost giving... $59 million on that, as you said, turd of a game. Yeah, they're not giving anybody a refund. And here's they, my... just, they just lost $58 million. That game was not worth it for a bunch of people to sign up for Amazon to watch that. That was not a good game. No, and I feel bad you for the fans. You should go to your friend's house. Or listen to it on 1310 KFKA, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. And if you don't like listening to the game because of what's happening, then tune into the Nerd Show or Nick Snacks and uh, just see some of our our banked episodes there. Because I promise you they would have been more entertaining than what you experienced last Thursday. But John Matthews and I were talking, and I said, you know, John, it's, it's something a bit like schadenfreude. And schadenfreude is a German word for happiness at the misfortune of others. And remember, I am a Bears fan. So I've lived through turbulent times. We have yet to win a Super Bowl in my lifetime. We got to a Super Bowl once in my lifetime and lost to the Colts. So it's almost kind of comical to see because I've been there. I've been there as a Bears fan to see what's happening to Broncos fans now. But I'm asking who's to blame. You know, is it, uh, is it, is it the head coach? Is it Russell Wilson? Is he not as good as the uh, – how much are they spend, spending on him? 240 mil over five years? Um, I, I would say it's a combination of a lot of different things. First of all, the, the coach has not made – has made some terrible decisions. Second, uh, the quarterback has uh, had some issues with his arm. Um, third, Tim Patrick is out, and Tim Patrick was reliable – um, but you can't you can't just blame it all on injuries, and it, it's just been a number of things, just uh, just some stupidity, some fumbles. There's there's been a lot of bad choices made. He's definitely been overpaid. I don't know what the ownership is is doing right now. Right, I would not have signed him to a, a huge contract. I would have let his contract. You know, the the proof is in the pudding, right? They didn't even take a bite of the pudding. They didn't even put the spoon in. They were just like, <laughs> that pudding looks good. We don't need the proof in the pudding. We'll just, you know, order more of it. And I I, I didn't, I don't know, that that was kind of a dumb decision. I don't know why they would do that. It was just such an embarrassment. It was just, it's not a professional, it was not a professional level game. No, it wasn't. And it was hard to watch. It, it, and the the defenses played well. Or did the were the offensive lines just bad? And I think some of it is there's there's a lot of injuries up front for the Indianapolis Colts. They are they are just banged up up front. The Broncos don't, aren't the most talented up front, and we have some injuries up front now. And so there there's positivity on the defense being good, and there's negativity on the offense being bad. I think for both teams. Well, look at the Peyton Manning when uh, when he won the Super Bowl that last year. Um, you know, and I'm a big Peyton Manning fan. I think he's a great human for one, and I think he was an excellent quarterback. But uh, you know, the year he won the the Super Bowl, he was not a Super Bowl level quarterback, but he was a great manager of the of the game. 
And the defense won that season for them. They won the Super Bowl. But that's like good defense, and that's fun because you know the offense can still have some high-impact and fun moments throughout the game. You didn't get this at all with the Broncos and the Colts. And is that going to be the rest of the season, or are they going to shape up? You can't afford in this, in this era to not have you know, that high-quality top-line performance. I don't think we're seeing... I don't think we're going to have this all season. We may have a few more games of really low-quality offense. They're going to pick it up. They're going to get it together. Broncos are banged up. I I saw the Broncos have like $78 million or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but right now the Broncos have the most, the highest like amount of injured players monetarily uh, on the IR. Just like uh, of all the the players that the Broncos are paying, so many of them who are on injured reserve right now are are just some of our main players or some of our expensive players, and some of them are going to come off the IR. But it's it's just like this isn't helping, and not having preseason didn't help. And I'm I'm absolutely I love preseason, and I think you should have your starting offense, especially. If you're just getting this guy who's in a you have a new head coach, a new quarterback, you should have a preseason. Yeah, you're going to get people hurt, but they're going to get hurt in the uh, regular season anyway. Look how look how banged up the Broncos are. The Broncos are banged up, and guess what? They would have been banged up in the preseason uh, too. The thing- so, like you're you're basically your first few games were the preseason. This is this was not. The, Mike Micah is hurting as a Broncos fan. Yeah, well, I'm you know I'm still the the positive guy who says the Broncos are going to win the rest of their games because this <laughs> orange Kool Aid is delicious. But but I I have to call it like like I see it. I I just think there have been a lot of bad decisions made. Um, I don't think the coach should be fired because we live in a world right now where oh, I want my coffee now or you get fired, barista. No, mistakes are being made, but this is like the fifth game in. Yeah, He's got, I, I don't know how long his contract is. I think it's three years. The co- coach? Yeah. You, well, you, you have to you let people establish that. I mean, you can't do that on your own. You can't do that until you're starting to face off against other teams. And here we are. We're, you know, we're, we're couch coaches, you know, for what we think could be done better. Let's not forget that the subs that are going in are still superhuman athletes. And you ever encounter them in real life, they are just still the best of the best. It just shows how incredibly skillful other players, A-list players can be, or how, how, how much chemistry there is on, on the starting line or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I agree. You have to give a coach time to establish a culture. You can't do that overnight. You can't do that in a year. I mean, if you're doing this in the business world, it's five to seven years before you start seeing a shift in culture. And that's when you're consistent with who's at the helm. Now, now granted, NFL fans, I mean, it's, we don't, we have, we don't have, uh, memories like a goldfish, like they talk about in Ted Lasso. Um, they remember they want immediate wins. They think one person's going to change everything, and that's unfair expectations. Well, this this is football. This isn't like soccer, which is not a real sport where you can just like plug one dude in and and there you get wins in your fake sport. I will admit, I watched an entire soccer match. From start to finish last week. I, I went to my, my nephew's soccer 
game, which was not a sport. And my my nephew, it was a lot of fun to watch my nephew, but I I have to say, it was it was boring. Micah, I, I encourage you to watch Ted Lasso. Bored. I think your mind will change when it comes to the art that is football. No, be, because I'm a good person. My <laughs> mind will not change. <laughs> the The only way you should fire your coach in the first season, in his first season, is if the culture is so toxic and if he is such a bad person. Let's take a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars from last year. Well, we, this has been know, a, we could take a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars from prom, from probably every year. They're just a <laughs> dumpster fire of an organization. Broncos fans, you may not like the owners, what they're doing right now, but they're not the Jaguars. Doesn't doesn't Walmart have a good return policy? Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. I'll get off the football subject, but uh, we got some fun stories to share later on. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Northern Colorado's Voice brought to you by 477 Distilling, located in downtown Greeley with dangerously delicious cocktails. Their fall menu just came out as the weather started to turn, as the uh, the leaves are changing. Um, and I will admit that, uh, that I tried something different than my normal bourbon, my two-finger pour. Um... I had a London fog the other day. Earl Grey bourbon with a little heavy cream. Uh, it was pretty tasty. Tea Earl Grey hot? Uh, no, it was it was actually cold. Um, you missed the perfect opportunity for a pun. Dang it! I probably did. I just wrecked that that what, pun. What huh? you should have said was uh, their. What what, what was it? Their, you said that their uh, their lineup premiered or something. Their fall lineup premiered. You should have said their fall lineup dropped. Ah, uh, yep. Ball dropped. I don't know about that one. I, I, Thank you, Clark. <laughs> Clark disagreed with me. Uh, you set yourself up for that one. Um, good stuff, though. I'm, I'm just loving I'm loving fall. This just seems like the first year we actually have a fall. I, I mean, I was in Indiana for a week, had a great time visiting family, catching up with, with relatives, with aunts, with uncles, with cousins, parents, and siblings. Um, but it was, you know, the, the leaves were changing around that time, and there's a lot more foliage in Indiana than there is in Colorado. It's just fantastic driving around and just seeing all those colors popping and then getting back to Colorado. And it's been nice. You know, it's chilly in the morning. It's got a nice, you know, nice days with sunshine, a little bit of warmth, and it gets cold again at night. Like, this is this is the first fall I remember in recent memory that it's felt like fall and not scorching hot summer to winter. I I like it when it snows early and upsets a lot of people. That makes me happy. I, gotta I don't put, like I gotta wet put, snow. I got to put grass seed down because I have a lot of dead patches. I got to do some sprinkler work next year. Oh, just headaches. But you know what? I have to, or, I have to say. Or what you could do. It, I don't know if they're still, if the government's still offering this. The state government had this program where if you got rid of your grass and put in non-grass, they would pay you money. And I think that's just a waste of taxpayer dollars. No, that's a waste of resources to water lawns in Colorado. 
Yeah, just don't water your lawn that much. Yeah, just, but HOAs demand that you do. Otherwise, it's not attractive. HOAs should be abolished. I agree. HOAs are just... It's just... You know what it is? There's a lot... There's so some good things that come out of them. We're going to... We talked about... We talked about Andor and a character who I focus on a lot. The guy that I that I call like the the guy who joined, you know, that police force because he's like he was bullied his entire life. So now he's become a bully. That's what HOA people are. They're bullies. They've probably been bullied their entire lives, so now they have power and they're just going to bully people. Make your house look like my house or else. It's their property, not yours. That is fair. Micah gets one more soapbox this episode, so he's got to use it wisely. We have two and a half segments left. You you guys should have heard me. I went on a soapbox in between breaks. Yes. The sub's everywhere. Yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to take a shower. <laughs> I'm just. All I have to do is like go to the sink and just. Psh. So I want to. I I had an interesting experience today. I was was coming back from a, an event in Fort Lupton, Colorado, and uh, got back to Greeley a little early, and I had a haircut appointment at my barber for eleven forty-five, and it was about twenty minutes early getting back into the town that I anticipated. I said, well, you know, I could go and sit at the barber shop, um, you know answer emails on my phone, send some texts that I've missed, or play a game or two, you know, something to keep me occupied. I do that when, whenever my barber Mimi over at Roosters at Westlake. Um, shout out to Mimi. She's one of the best barbers I've ever had. Um, but I was like, oh, you know what? I need to go get some grass to lay down on my on my yard before the end of the week. My sprinklers get blown out. Um, I'm going to run over to Lowe's because it's not too far away to pick up some grass seed. So instead of going to sit and wait at Roosters, which I normally would have done, um, you know, I went and diverted to Lowe's and got back right at 11.45 as my haircut was supposed to start, only to see massive amounts of fire trucks, ambulance, uh, and police, um, police cars outside of Roosters. And then to notice that half of their wall is gone, the, fa- the front of their building. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, of course, I walk up and, uh, you know, Mimi's there and her husband had come down, um, happened maybe five, ten minutes before. Um, uh, A car drove into the building. And I don't mean just like crash into the building. I, you know, I was talking to Mimi, um, you know, the client that she was just finishing up with right before I was going to take that seat, ended up getting hit by the vehicle. The chair where I usually, you know, you wait in the waiting room, completely gone, uh, along with the reception desk. So if anyone were checking out, along with uh, Michelle, who works across from Mimi, um, was just completely destroyed, completely destroyed. And just, wow, that wave of relief of, I am so grateful that I went to get grass and also grateful that no one got seriously injured in this. Well, I asked Mimi where the car is and she goes, it's still inside the building. I'm like, you've, uh, what, huh? There is a full sedan inside this little barbershop roosters over in westlake glass everywhere metal beams there the luckily foundationally um the things looked fine but holy moly it was well i'm very relieved i'm glad grateful that again no one was seriously injured that i wasn't sitting down and there was no one else in the waiting room before that time kind of a slower day today for them but uh you know they didn't really know what happened the woman appears to have uh, maybe passed out and accelerated into the building. And, you know, part of me, of course, you know, I was like, well, did she come over and apologize? Like, what do you do in that situation? And also the accountability. How do you, uh, I mean, what is that woman experiencing and feeling after, I mean, almost killing people by accident? 
Well, it's happened before where people with grand mal seizures, they just suddenly have one. And even though they are, for the most part, under control, sometimes people with epilepsy, it, it just breaks through. She and I, you know, I don't think anyone knows she was in the ambulance when I first walked up. And of course, you know, they've got to get things boarded up. And I told Mimi I could call um, Papa Tom, Papa Tom Shaw from Serve Pro of, of Greeley and Windsor because, you know, they do restor- restoration work. Um, unfortunately, they did not get the bid. Uh, people, yeah, well, whatever. Um, but, you know, to board up and how do you how do you get back up to business? How do you I mean, I know this is so rare. How often do buildings um, get completely run into by a car, and turns out it happens more frequently than you'd think. It happened to UNC a couple of weeks ago in Guggenheim. It happened to us five years ago. Yeah. Um, just mind-boggling, but, you know, I was, I was pretty amazed by the process. You know, I was there because I've known Mimi for a while, and same with some of the other staff, and Yolanda, who's, you know, one of the receptionists, and, oh my gosh, again, so grateful no one was seriously injured. Um, but, uh for you know the, the fire department they just kind of upped and left once they realized everyone was okay and the person needed to go in the ambulance you know they kind of left glass everywhere metal beams everywhere um it's like well that's kind of interesting they don't even help to clean up or anything they didn't even get the car out of course the tow truck came i don't even know how you get a vehicle out that's sitting at a 30 degree angle in this narrow building where there's you know a bunch of you know broken chairs and and i mean I, I don't even know what is salvageable from at least half of that store half of the barbershop i mean there there are so many different steps that are involved in this when we got when we got our building hit and it, it was i think a little bit after midnight and i had been here late into the night um but i got a reverse 911 call um is that asking a if I was in the building, and I had just fallen asleep. I'm a night person. I had just fallen asleep, and I hurry over here, and I see this, you know, car in the building, and I talk to the fire department, and I talk about, you know, um, what as most the most that I know about, you know, what electrical outlet goes where, and you know what they need to shut off to, you know, for the people the firefighters to be safe for everybody to be safe and you know the firefighters they're not gonna pull that out because that's not their responsibility and they're not going to go check the the safety of the building they i think they propped something up but you know they didn't do inspectors yeah. yeah i mean the city has inspectors there are so many steps and it's it it's it sucks for the building owner it sucks for the for the person who you know had that appointment or uh who whose office it was cuz it kind of makes you think like oh my god this could happen again or you know what if i had been in there or you know it it just kind of makes people do a double take but it it just is what it is and you you worry about the the driver and I think the person who drove into our building has I don't know if he passed away but last I had heard he was may it, have been brain dead. And that's you know it's it was fascinating the woman wasn't injured she was upright and and walking around and coherent. Um and you feel for her. I mean no one intends to run into a building and disrupt so many lives and 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 cause that fear. And, you know it took me some reflection moments too to just be really grateful and thankful that wow 
I'm really glad I had enough time to run that errand because had it not been that long, I probably would have chosen to just show up early, joke around, chat with the staff like I normally do and sit in, you know, near the front um, playing games or whatever on my phone. So just a lot of, wow. Uh, again, I'm grateful. Thank you. How are your power? How are your energies for that? But, uh, you know, this poor this is serious. Something serious happened to her, and I'm surprised it wasn't mandatory for her to go to the hospital and have an evaluation. Um, and I can't even imagine what's going on in her mind. You know, she didn't have, you know, her cell phone with her. How do you call a loved one, a um, significant other, a friend to come pick you up or let them know what happened? I don't know. I couldn't tell you anyone's phone number who lived locally who could help me. We'll ponder this more when we come back from this break of just, Wow. The craziness that can be our world sometimes. Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Stay tuned for an all-new nerd show tonight right after Nick Snacks. Uh, other way around. Never mind. Other way, yeah. I'm after the nerd show? Yeah, you're after the nerd show. I am after the nerd show. Well, hope you enjoyed the nerd show. And if you missed the nerd show, just go back and follow us, 1310kfka.com. Um, Clearly, this show. is pre-recorded. It today. is absolutely pre-recorded. So uh, sometimes we do some live shows. Uh, and there's no post-production cleanup, Yeah, the there's, so I'm not going to clean it's, this up it's, at all. <laughs> it's, 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 it's live-ish. What would you call it? It's, it's live-ish. Yeah, it's, it's live-ish. Live-ish? I mean, it's we, lavish. We recorded at a, at a different time, but I'm not going to, you know, do any extra work. <laughs> what do you expect me to do? My job? <laughs> well done, Micah. <laughs> I uh, hope, hope Brady's not listening. Oh, that's funny. Probably I mean, is at yeah, this point. Br- Brady, I do a lot of work on this show. Oh. We were just chatting before the break about an unfortunate incident in Greeley. Uh, um, a woman had, had lost consciousness or something and drove in her, driven her car in, into a building, in like a fully functional barbershop. Um, next to the subway, this was over in Westlake. Just, uh, wow. Gra- again, grateful everyone's okay. I'm fascinated to see the process kind of unfold and, um, you know, how quickly you have to make decisions. And are you prepared to make those decisions? So, of course, you know, Mimi, uh, the manager over there and my barber, uh, was overwhelmed, was, you know, um, a little hysterical, trying to keep it all cool for her staff, for um, her husband who had come down, also trying to talk to the owners who live down in Denver. But all the things that are, they are being asked, you know, uh, what what company are you going to use to to restore this? You know, you got to put car road up, you got to secure it so people don't make a home out of it or come in and steal things, and uh, like how quickly that needs to happen. Of oh my gosh, so do people know who to call? You know, you have to get city the city. I mean, I know the, the when you call nine one one and the structure's been hit in the way that it had, um, then public safety officers will come out and inspectors to make sure that structurally it's not too damaged, so subway could stay open, um, Marco's Pizza could stay open, but just uh, you know, for for any small business owners or anyone out there. Do you know who to call? I mean, you immediately have to call your insurance company. Um, oh yeah, and that's 
That's a nightmare. You know insurance companies are always going to lowball you, except for our local insurance agents, of course. Exactly. And that's, why, and that's one thing about local. So this owner is down in Denver, and there's no beef. I don't know who this person is, um, but was calling favors from people in, in Denver. So my good friend Tom Shaw came over from SurfPro of Greeley and Windsor that does restoration work for fires, for floods, for you know, mold, anything, um, and especially something like this. You know, the guy doesn't know Greeley very well. So we called like kind of a buddy who is a concrete construction guy. They just kind of showed up and started tossing things in. Okay, that's that's good using somebody you know, but that's not their specialty. They're not a restoration company. You know, they're a concrete company. So you know, I, I don't. For me, I'm very local, very greedy minded, greedy centric, and it's it's hard to see well somebody who lives an hour, an hour, fifteen minutes away making decisions for people who live here and for companies that have each other's backs who can be here, you know, at a scene in five or 10 minutes when they have, you know, their staff and stuff out there if they just know who to call. And there is a specific culture in Greeley, whereas the culture in Denver is different. And I'm not saying that Greeley is better than Denver, which we are. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, Denver has the Broncos and I love the Broncos, but overall, Greeley is better. Greeley is my home and I probably should have been born here. But yeah. I would trust someone here in Greeley to fix my property over someone in Denver. Whether the price was better in Denver, I would trust someone in Greeley because they live here. I can contact them and, you know, they're right there. Uh, If I have a problem, they're probably a small company. It's a small business. They're going to give me more you know, attention than someone local, quote, in Denver. Oh, yeah. And I I just love the local local connections, you know, for the Chamber of Commerce in town. You know, we like to say we work with people we know, like, and trust. Um, And not saying that people down in Denver aren't trustworthy. Um, But, you know, when you're in that If they're Broncos fans, they are. Yeah, as Micah said it. Um, But just really knowing who's in your in your. Who, who are your contacts? Who do you know? So I guess my challenge to any listener is like, all right, let's envision a worst case scenario. Um, do you know your emergency contact? Who are you going to call if something happens? Not the Ghostbusters. Uh, I mean, you can. You can try that. But, uh, you know, if you need to call, if you have, God forbid, something happened to your home, well, of course, you're going to talk to your insurance person. But do you know who to call, you know, if you need something mitigated, a mold, flood, um, some folks, uh, actually, Tom was telling me when he was, you know, we were just watching the chaos, you know, of, of the, the aftermath of this incident. He says, you know, if you have a, a kitchen fire, sometimes, and I'm not saying all the time, and just do not take this advice, you know, of course, act in your best interest for you, for your family, for your property. He goes, a lot of times, depending on the size and scope of a fire in a home, um, the fire department would end up doing more damage. You know, they'll come in, they'll be breaking doors down, they'll be tearing up door frames, getting all the equipment in, and then they'll be poking holes in your ceiling to to sense for any hot spots. Those are all very good things that you want to make sure, you know, you are safe and not, you know, putting yourself at more risk or, or left, anything like that. But the damage is just so substantial, which is why, all right, hire the right company to come in and to make sure that that can be mitigated properly. 
Yeah, and yeah, there's nothing wrong with what the fire department is doing, but no. they're doing it in an emergency case. Yeah, yeah. If you have the fire department in your house, it's not probably to have them over for dinner and to ask them about their jobs and what they like most about it. They're there Unless to save you your to. life, and uh, they're acting as rapidly as, as as possible. I mean, home fires now. I don't know the exact statistic, but it's alarming with all the flammable materials in homes with the with the cheaper synthetics that are there for furnitures, for the drywall. I mean, houses go up so much quicker nowadays in a house fire than they ever did, you know, when they were when they had some really good structured homes, you know, from, you know, 70, 80, 90 years plus ago. Um, so houses are, are, they're scary of what possibly could happen if, if you have a little fire. Um, so they are acting in their best interest and the safety and, and getting those fires out as quickly as possible. But yeah, there's just so much more uh, that that takes place during that. And it's just alarming. I mean, we look at the the Boulder fires from earlier this year. I mean, an entire neighborhood wiped out in a matter of hours. I mean, we're talking a thousand homes in hours. That's just uh, ugh, lives turned upside down that still haven't been, you know, construction on the new homes and whether they even have places to stay, you know, family or friends in town. Um, it's a scary world. I'm just saying, encourage everyone to be safe, but also to not live in fear. I mean, there's so much to be worried and scared about in, in this world. Um, you know, looking at the news every morning is almost anxiety crippling uh, with, with what lunatic Putin's doing over in, uh, in Russia. And, and, and I mean, we're a, eyes blink away from nuclear apocalypse, it seems. And um, it's alarming. It's alarming. And a lot of that's media driven, too. But, geez, it's just a... You know, if we're driven by fear, um, trying to live in that best moment. I can't imagine what the what the barbers are thinking. You know, a car driving through them, and how do you go back to work tomorrow? You, you know, you mentioned the fire department. I've dealt with the fire department. You know, before five years ago, and they were really professional, really smart. And they they deal with me. I can't communicate very well, um, and they're top notch. And special uh, shout out to our uh, friend Frank Vila. Uh, Frank Villa, who's uh, been on uh, Hook and Bait and Tackle, a show on Saturdays on 103.1 and 1310 KFK. He's a big fisher. Um, he works with the fire department, and he's a, a really cool guy. And I, I absolutely trust the fire department. So if you do have an issue, a fire issue, you, we've got Greeley is, is spoiled. We've got a top-notch department here when I was in Greeley. We do. I'll share a funny story about the fire department when we come back from this break. Thanks for listening to Nick Snacks. Stay tuned for a little bit more. Be right back. Back to Nick's next 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Micah was just sharing his experience about being mistook for somebody with a mullet in our break, and I can just envision Micah right now with a mullet. And you know what? It doesn't look bad in my in my inner mind. I, I could rock a mullet. It, it was it was one night the Greeley police were, they were looking for some dude who had caused a problem, and he had a mullet. And that was back when I had long hair, and I. I was wearing my hat and I had my hair backwards in like my hat. So it it did actually look like I had a mullet. 
So I, I understand why they pulled me over. They're like, oh, a dude with a haircut that nobody has anymore. But, you know, once once the officer came up close to me, she's like, oh, I see now that you don't have a mullet, but you did. But you should probably grow one. I, I could. I could rock a mullet. And there are some people who could rock the mullet. Um, I don't want to because I'm not that trashy of a person. No offense. Or that was I'm a not bold a 90s, statement for uh, I'm not a 90s disclaimer. hockey player. Uh, what's that disclaimer, Micah? Oh. <laughs> for all those really listeners who might, have, who might have a mullet out there. The opinions of Micah Kilpatrick are not necessarily the opinions of radio station KFKA, its staff, management, guests, or any other sane human being. Micah Kilpatrick is a one-of-a-kind weirdo and we apologize for him. However, he is correct in saying, Go Broncos. You know, that never gets old. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Bears. Um... You know, I was sharing uh, uh, an experience when I was in Leadership Weld County. Um, one of our, our our classes that we had, we got paired up with um, with one of the emergency services in town, whether that was the fire department in Greeley, the Greeley Police Department, or the uh, the Sheriff's Department. So we all got divvied up, divvied up by random draw. I think on our like first day of Leadership Weld County, and I was like, I wanted fire department. And I got it. I was so happy, so excited because I'm like, fire departments are just cool. Like, I don't know many people who at one point in their life did not want to become a fire, um, a, you know, a firefighter. Well, it was uh, it was October, I think of uh, two years ago, maybe three years ago. I can't quite remember. I think it was three years ago. Gosh, yeah. Um, and it was the day, it was an October day, a Wednesday, because I knew my parents came out to visit. And we had a cabin up in Estes Park for the weekend, um, but I was stationed with one of the local fire departments. Well, it was supposed to snow overnight, and we had zero calls. I mean, when you're when you're shadowing and and participating in these kind of ride-alongs, you get to go on calls. And I was so excited to be able to put on a vest and to ride in a fire truck. Um, no, not one. In my four hours I was there, not one call. Now, granted, they don't just sit around and do nothing. They are working out. They are cleaning their equipment. Um, they are they're, again, they're exercising. They're preparing meals and stuff. Um, but it was such a disappointment. Like, oh, man, Nick, you missed it because usually the first major snowfall of the year, we get a lot of you know, fender benders, a lot of traffic accidents. I'm like, dang it, why couldn't I have been here tomorrow? I'm sorry, guys, but Colorado drivers can't drive. I'm not playing my disclaimer again. Don't blame the California drivers. My grandma was one of those people who was like, those California drivers, and then she's driving like 90 miles an hour in a 35 while there's snow on the ground. Don't blame the California drivers. A lot of you can't drive. I will agree with Micah. You do not need to air your disclaimer there. Um, you know who I think the best drivers are? Midwest drivers, because in Colorado, we may get quite a bit of snow, especially up in the mountains, but they do such a good job of clearing the roads and the sunshine is so intense that the snow doesn't last very long along the roads. But in the Midwest, I'm going to say Indiana because that's where I'm from. If it snows, you get a big, heavy impact. The side streets do not get any attention whatsoever, and the sunshine is not as intense or as frequent as it is in Colorado. So there could be weeks where your side roads are just a solid sheet of ice. So I commend Midwesterners who who deal with that kind of driving, and they're really conscientious and good drivers. Yeah, don't don't drive terribly on the snow thinking, oh, look at my four-wheel drive. I have a... An SUV. I, I saw someone with like a Honda. Well, I don't know much cars, much about cars, but a Honda, whatever its face is, and they were just like zooming in the fast lane. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? 
What are you doing? You're like, you can't be that light. Drive safely. Do you think Try that, not to die. Do you think that the whole all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive gives a false sense of security? I mean, I, I, I assume so. I'm, I'm sure it helps, but there are times where that st- where that stuff will lock up your your uh, car, your driving system. I don't know what it's called because I don't drive, but like I do know I've been in a car where we've had like good systems and they still lock up, and it's like, uh oh, hope I don't run into the next person, and it, it just. It's just the way it is. It's not anyone's fault. It's just ice. And you can do the best that you can to drive slow and defensively, but sometimes that just sucks. You can't control other people. I remember my driver's ed, uh, I took it during the winter months. So driving around in some side roads, I learned exactly how to overcome when you're slipping and sliding and have no control over steering. And I did go up into somebody's yard, not much into their yard, just like that that gap between um, the sidewalk and the street. But I don't know about driver's ed these days, but I mean, I think they need little simulators that everyone should have to take and, and learn how to, you know survive when you lose control. I mean, you, until you're actually in that situation, it's all just book learning. Oh, yes, you're supposed to turn into the slide. If your rear is going this way, then turn into it. And that's how you re-navigate. No. Yeah, you could book learn all you want, but if you don't actually experience it, the book means nothing. It's just uh, a lot of craziness in the world these days. But, folks, hope you're living your absolute best life. Uh, My parents are coming to town very soon, so I'm hoping to have them on next week as my guests. Uh, Just got to make sure there's no incriminating stories that get out there from my childhood and upbringing. uh, And if your parents want to call me, because I have some good stuff about your adult life. See? Everyone's going to be informed next week on an all-new Nick's Next. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. And this is our cutoff. Go Broncos.